1: Welcome to midweek bonus number five. And I've got some good news. It's a very self-centered piece of good news, but hey, let's take what we can get at the moment. And that is, I've had my latest set of exam results for my Royal Horticultural Society level two exams. I did two units back in February and that included the protected cultivation unit, which is all about houseplants and I'm glad to say that I got a pass with commendation so i on on both exams so i'm I'm really happy about that, and i 'm relieved because it would have been very embarrassing not to get a pass with commendation on the unit about the very thing I make a podcast about so i've got one more set of two exams to do, which were going to take place in June, but they've been delayed until September, and then I will have my r h s level two diploma, so that's going to be very exciting, so i'm in a good mood this morning. I hope you've had some positivity in your life, whether that's a new unfurling leaf on your monstera, a new orchid flower, or perhaps you've spotted some peduncles on your Hoya, as I did this morning. Yes, my Hoya Matilde has a peduncle. It's a young plant. so I'm very excited about finding out what those flowers look like. So. In midweek, bonus number five, I'll be answering a question about buying houseplants from big box stores. We will be hearing from listener Lynn and we'll be ending this little bonus with a song about houseplants. Yes, another one. My thanks to Jenny, Kerry, German and Mina, who have all become legends, by signing up to make a regular donation on Patreon, and to Sophia, who has become a crazy plant person. Thank you to all of you. And I know that some of you who are new to Patreon at the legend and super fan level are really enjoying all the back catalogue that you can listen to once you've totally caught up with the main podcast. So thank you for your support and keep on. Commenting and liking those posts because it lets me know what things you are particularly into. And I'm answering a question from Callie in this midweek bonus. Callie wrote to say, I was wondering if you had any thoughts on buying houseplants from places like Lowe's and Home Depot. I'm not sure if you have an equivalent store in the UK or if that would be Ikea. I'm wanting to get more houseplants because it's springtime, but because of the virus, I can't go into any nurseries in Nashville. I have two succulents from Home Depot that have lived with me for almost a year. I just thought it'd be nice to hear your thoughts on plants from those stores. Great question, Callie, and particularly relevant at the moment. Here in the UK, I think there are a few places you can probably still pick up houseplants in person. I think there's a store called B&M that's open. Um, I haven't been in there, so I wouldn't know personally, but I'm pretty sure they've got bedding plants, if not houseplants at the moment. So big box stores and houseplants. What do I think? Well, first of all, I would say that I have certainly bought plants from those kind of places in the past. I have been lured in by seeing something that I really wanted and have bought them because they were there and because I wanted them. So I'm not going to condemn anybody that goes down that route. Certainly the issues that you need to be aware of are the fact that generally in those stores, the plants are not being cared for as they would be in a boutique house plant shop or a garden centre or a nursery because the staff... A, they're not given any time to devote to these plants, and B, they've got no expertise. So if you can go into those shops and buy something that's come straight off the delivery truck, then that's the best way to buy them, because they will be fresh and they won't have had a chance to be over watered or underwatered or abused in any way. The other thing to say about those plants is that obviously you're giving money to a massive probably multinational company rather than giving money to a, a local nursery that might have been in a family for generations or an independent business person who set up a house plant shop. And if possible, where I can, I prefer to give my money to local businesses or nurseries that have been established for a long time rather than that money just flying out the door to a multinational. That's another reason to avoid those big box stores. The other consideration is that I have heard reports that some of those plants are being bought by people, particularly Calatheas and Norantas. And those kind of plants were just so popular and so admittedly so cheap in those stores to find that you get it home and it's already got spider mite. So obviously it's a kind of a pile high mentality. The plants aren't being monitored and the plants are, are packed together. Ideal conditions for spider mite to spread. So while I'd say that you need to quarantine any plant that you get, I would be particularly careful with plants from big box stores because the staff there just aren't going to be looking for problems and dealing with them. The plants are just going to die or be sold. <laughs> so that's something else to be aware of. The other thing is that if you go into a boutique house plant shop or a nursery, you will have the staff on hand to give you expert advice. Um, That is definitely worth having. And oftentimes you'll find that those smaller stores have more of a concern about reducing plastic packaging and other sustainability issues so that hopefully your mark on the planet as a result of buying that plant is a little bit smaller. So at this time, at the moment, obviously it's very difficult. If your local houseplant shop is offering some kind of delivery service, then I would definitely try to support them. But I do appreciate right now, there's a lot of strain on everybody. And if you see a beautiful plant when you're out doing your grocery shopping, then you're gonna buy it and that's understandable. So there isn't really a right or wrong answer, Callie. I think you need to do your research and try to spend as much of your money as possible on those experts who are running houseplant businesses and really have the expertise. But yeah, we're all subject to the occasional impulse buy and that's OK. Oh, and if you've got any thoughts on that matter, please do drop me a line and tell me. I'd love to know whether you have completely banned yourself from buying from big box stores or perhaps that's the only place you do buy. I would love to know. Right now we're going to meet listener Lynn. Lynn. I hope you're enjoying these Meet the Listeners. Uh, they are proving very popular and um, it's amazing how different the answers are to those same five questions that everyone gives. So I'm really, really enjoying hearing from all the different listeners and there's still plenty of time to get involved. Just drop a line to on the at gmail.com, and my assistant Kelly will send you information on the simple way that you can take part. Right, now let's hear from Lynn
0: my name is lynn katafi and i am speaking to you from the northeastern united states i live in new jersey about 10 miles outside of new york city and uh, as you may or may not know new jersey is known as the garden state because of all the produce that comes from us here I actually come from a long line of gardeners and houseplant lovers. My grandfather had an amazing urban garden and we grew up eating lots of fresh vegetables, including of course, Jersey tomatoes. And my aunt had a garden and my uncle has an amazing garden as well. So we are gardening people and definitely houseplant people. My great grandmother and my grandmother had plants, lots of African violets. I remember my grandmother once telling me that plants grow better when they're touched and loved so that's something i've tried to keep up with and my mother always had houseplants, lots of spider plants and she had marantas uh, we didn't call them marantas we called them prayer plants obviously and i just loved how the leaves would open and close and it fascinated me so i recently purchased my first maranta and it's doing quite well so I'm following in her footsteps I actually started collecting when I was a teenager I believe my first plant was a hoya carnosa quickly followed by lots of peperomia however I soon after college moved to a smallish Manhattan apartment and I adopted two cats and I didn't have that many places to place the plants where the cats wouldn't eat them so I stopped collecting for a while. Now I'm in a house and I have plenty of room for my plants so each room has at least one more likely 10 plants in it so I'm just adding and adding to my collection.
1: Question one there's a fire and all your plants are about to burn which one do you grab
0: as you escape? If there were a fire in my house the one plant I think I would grab is my Hoya Publicalix which is currently my favourite. I just love seeing those tiny little leaves come out and the tendrils and the silver markings on it are just beautiful. And it's small enough so that I could actually make it out of the house on time. Question
1: two, what is your favorite episode of On the Ledge?
0: My favorite episode of On the Ledge would be the Peperomia episodes part one and two with Sally Williams. I found them so lovely and informative and peaceful and calming and i love peperomia so i learned a lot Um, i was particularly interested in hearing about her technique for propagating peperomia and so that was a really great episode
1: question three which latin name do you say to impress people
0: so well, I don't know if this impresses people, but I just love the sound of Peperomia obtusifolia. I think it has a nice ring to it. So I'm going to start using that to impress people.
1: <laughs> Question four. Crassulation, acid metabolism, or quotation. Guatation
0: for sure. I've seen this on some of my plants and at first I thought I had a leaky ceiling, but then once I figured out that the ceiling was just fine and this was something that plants naturally did, I thought it was pretty awesome. So guatation is my thing.
1: Question five. Would you rather spend £200 on a variegated monstera or £200 on 20 interesting cacti?
0: So I know this may be heresy for some people. I'm not a huge cacti fan, and even if I were, I don't know that I would have room for 20 Um, cacti in my house. So I would go with the Monstera. I have a Monstera Deliciosa and I so enjoy seeing the leaves come in. They're just beautiful. And I saw a variegated Monstera, a huge one, at my favorite nursery. And it was just absolutely stunning, but it was $2,000. So spending 200 pounds on a variegated Monstera, I think that's a bargain. That would be my choice.
1: Lynn, and thank you for contributing to On The Ledge, because that's what this show is all about, you listeners. Just a reminder that if you want to see some, well, pretty much daily, not quite daily, but almost daily, short videos from me, then follow me on Instagram at j.l.perone. And as often as I can, I'm putting up Perone's Plants, which is a little hashtag series of short videos about the plants I own with some care tips and me being a little bit silly. So <laughs> if you're on Instagram, go and check that out. Perone's Plants is the hashtag and you can see in person some of the plants that I talk about on the show. I was contacted by Mark Truesdell, who is a songwriter and multi-instrumentalist whose song, I Love My Plants, was first recorded in the mid nineties and has apparently been a consistent favourite at his live shows over the last couple of decades. And Mark sent me this track, and I thought that you might like to hear it too. So here it is in full to end this midweek bonus, I Love My Plants. Find out more about Mark's music at spiralsmusic.com, and I'll include that link in the show notes. I'll see you again on Friday when we will be joined by Maria Fiella of Bloom and Grow Radio for a little chat between houseplant podcasters. Can't wait. Bye. I love my plants. They are green
2: and full. The And I wish that they could meet the lovely man
1: the music you heard in this episode was roll jordan roll by the joy drops which is licensed under creative commons and i love my plants by mark Trusdell. for details on both tracks visit the show notes at janeperone.com.